rediscover the facets of yourself that have been kept hidden away for far too long. For just $1, you can take a journey and make it your ultimate transformation. Center of the Sun Plus offers more tools, support, and community to help you explore your inner realms. Click the link in the description to join today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey y'all, this is Amariah. If you have something weighing on your heart right now, chances are you could use some energy balancing. Healing is dynamic when we practice together. That's why I'm offering a free group Reiki session. We'll let out and lift up what arises with energy healing. Register on fluidjourney.com in the offerings tab under group sessions. That's F-L-U-I-D-J-O-U-R-N-E-Y.com. Thank you for listening. If you follow astrology, you're probably familiar with your sun sign. Virgo, Libra, Capricorn, Aquarius, for example. But what's all this talk about moon signs or rising signs? Is this all just for fun or is there some greater purpose to reading your horoscope? We are your hosts, Amariah. And Devon. And you are listening to Center of the Sun podcast. Thank you for listening. Did you hear about the great conjunction that's happening on December 21st? Jupiter and Saturn will appear as one giant star on the exact same day as winter solstice. This has got to be the new beginning we've been working hard towards. Today on Center of the Sun, we will seek New Year's inspiration from the stars and other celestial bodies. Devon, what are you leaving behind in 2020? Oh my goodness! Are we still? I can we leave the entire year behind? It was trash. <laughs> it was trash. But yeah, I just want to leave all the stress behind. Amari, what are you going to leave behind in 2020? I am looking forward to leaving behind. Just feeling like I reserve my compliments and things for people, or like expressions of love. Like I want to just yeah embody some of those feelings more and outwardly speaking them next year so any yeah any of that i'm leaving behind in 2020 good oh my gosh that sounds like a refreshing start to 2021 i can't believe it's 2021 it just sounds like star trek or so i just just i don't know it feels like we're in the future feels like the time is advancing and I wanted to start out by fleshing out the definition of astrology because Jupiter, you said Jupiter and Saturn are going to appear 
in the same space of the sky. I don't know. That's such a weird thing. Like, it sounds super significant. So we're going to try to tease out that definition. And generally, astrology is an ancient practice. And it involves studying the stars and the planets for specific information. So finding the patterns up there and its literal meaning from the word astrological in early Latin and Greek is the study of the stars. So Amariah, can you help me get a little bit of context here? I'm a little bit confused. Sure. I've been finding that ancient peoples from across the globe were immersed in the stars and what the patterns bode for those of us who are on Earth. Okay. And the version of astrology that I've learned the most about is the 12 zodiac signs that represent Western astrology and the elements of fire, water, earth, and air. And I know that there are definitely plenty of other star systems, astrological systems out there. And it sounds like you found out a little bit about one. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, I got this book. It's through the library, but it's called Yodish Astrology. I don't know what the word Yodish means. Or it's called Yodish, the Art of Vedic Astrology. And Yodish is spelled J-Y-O-T-I-S-H. So I don't know whose language this is, but... It was very interesting because the authors in it, what's his name? Andrew Mason and James Braha. I don't know. They explain that astrology is like a technology that has been around and used by humans to improve their lives. They said, quote, I'm going to quote here. They said that although a number of cult sciences remain intact into the 21st century, Many have been lost or driven into semi-obscurity. Much of what is today is called uh, pseudoscience or ancient superstition had in the past very important practical applications. So these ancient technologies were often melting pots of observable phenomena and rituals that when combined could be used to coerce providence or fate in order to manifest a favorable outcome. Just to continue on what you were saying earlier, Amariah, they were, ancient people have been looking at Saturn and Jupiter going in the same, like they've been looking at these kind of things for so long. And they not only just looked at this stuff, they actually, they anticipated patterns and applied them to their life. So I don't know exactly how we got to Western astrology, but I feel like the core foundation of observing the planets is the fact that we have it, the patterns mimic our own reality. So they continued on saying that, and I'm going to quote here, that in the past, there were quite literally necromancers, rainmakers, oracles, magicians, and geomancers and those skilled in these arts were consulted in a manner, in all manners of undertaking. So such as healthcare and childbirth and the attainment of wealth and victory and war and love and longevity. And most importantly, the foreknowledge of events. In a world of uncertainty, the honoring and appropriation of nature 
and its emissaries, such as the planets, were believed to answer the current or the question if one was skilled enough to interpret these answers. The foundation of astrology from these two authors is that is telling these stories of how the, if you think about it, even like gravitational pull of the planets, like how the tides change and how st certain things change because of the gravitational pull of the planet. So I don't know. What are your thoughts there, Mariah? I just read like a block of text there, but I feel like it's very interesting how we've come to this like December 21st winter solstice thing. Mm -hmm. All of these, all this, all these new feelings were like in a cycle and not just the energy healers are feeling it. There's more, more people who are feeling it and yeah, I think what you were the examples you were giving about the tides, like us being affected by the moon, and we even have like whole mythologies about people right. taking different shapes during full moons and stuff. So I think it's interesting to think about what what influence the planets have on us. And we also in a previous episode talked about Saturn returns, and that's that's what we're talking about here too. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh -huh. So I was looking into some other research about astrology just to get the pulse sign, what some people's beliefs are. And I found a literature review from 2011 from Sugarman and MP where they reveal, and I'm going to quote, that there is evidence that people may be more inclined to see astrological explanations for life events when their personal life or the cultural climate is particularly stressful or uncertain. Okay. Yeah. And that's what we've been going through for a long time and especially this year. In 1998, there was another survey that was looked at by Loquist and Lindemann, where they surveyed students who were taking an astrology class and compared them to students who were taking non-astrology classes like German or psychology. And they asked the students about personal crises that they had experienced recently, such as divorce, unemployment, menopause, or economic difficulties. They ended up finding that the students who had enrolled in the astrology class had experienced more crises recently than the control group of students. And additionally, the control group was asked about their interest in astrology and those students who demonstrated interest also reported more personal crises in their recent past. Wow. Yeah, so that's ending the quote. And I feel like when you are going through personal crises, that's when you start to seek. And astrology is something that's embedded in our pop culture, too. So we right. have something to go to. Exactly. And those patterns, like when you start, and it's also like, you remember like when you were a kid and the Volkswagen, they would come out with the new colors of the Beetle. And then all of a sudden, all you were seeing were love bugs. Month 2000 or whatever the hell. And it's just like that kind of phenomena where you turn your attention. That's where your brain starts to see the more, see more patterns. It seems like when people were faced with more difficulties, they were able to articulate and see how it fit into the larger picture. I don't know. Is that kind of what the study was touching on? I guess uh, explaining a little bit how people associate, like how you start associating things in your own personal life with external factors? 
Yeah, I think that it can be helpful to take it externally and give meaning to what you're going through and not feeling as isolated because if Jupiter is like making a transit or something, yeah, I think it's easier to pin it on that than I'm just like always going through a hard time or something. And it might help you cope. It might be also a coping mechanism in some regards too. Yeah. In the Yodish, the Yodish art of Vedic astrology, like they were explaining, they explained in their book that like people literally built entire cultures around ideas of the planets and and the and kind of them being the planets being the cause or the god or whatever it is. So, in a similar vein, there are two authors here, Paget and Gorgonson, and in 1992. They found that during the most chaotic political and economic years in Germany, between the two world wars, there was a huge interest also in astrology and the study of the planets. And as measured by published astrological articles, that interest increased with increasing economic and political threat and uncertainty. So that is there is a whole but there are all kinds of theories about the germans and the nazis and stuff like that and how they mastered all kinds of space travel and stuff during that time or whatever i don't really understand but similarly there is an author named sales and a 19 love with the last name sales and in 1973 this person found an increased interest in astrology during the great depression in the in the united states so in these situations of personal and national crises, astrology in every sense of the word may give people an illusory. What word is that? Illusory sense of control. Yeah. An imagined, even an imagined sense, but a sense of control nonetheless, which is otherwise often absent from stressful situations. So that was a quote from uh, sales and you know just just explaining that people you create your perception as fucked up as it could be is ultimately your reality sometimes your perception of how the sky is moving has a big impact on your reality so i don't know what do you think emoraya i think that it's been helpful as someone who deals with a lot of stress to have horoscopes to look forward to and let me know what days are better for connecting with myself or manifesting career goals or even just days that I can have more fun and find joy Mm -hmm. I know uh, yeah yeah it feels feels good to to have something to go to and most of the time I feel like the zodiac signs have in pop culture anyway have this characterization of being like hot and cold versions of themselves and there are of course some scapegoat signs you can go in any like spiritual group and find them talking shit about leos and gemini's and scorpios right when y'all don't do nothing but live like you yeah. live for everything we do are, are you one of those signs amari i forget what your sign is um my moon sign is leo oh, and i'm a sun pisces yeah, but oh. I feel just have their own journey that they're on. What about you? What are your signs? And I'm Leo Sun, Leo Moon is Sagittarius Ascending. And the thing about astrology that I found and from all of this, what we've been talking about is that essentially like all of these qualities exist in all of us. 
but some qualities are more prominent than others so i think there is a little bit of of uh what is it piling on of certain signs at the end of the day it's fun and at the end of the day it's ancient as fuck so i think it's cute i think it's cute i don't know in astrology it's in astrology is an area you can just go into deeper and deeper like in deeper and deeper like as deep as you want to and to learn more about astrology there's an app that i use costar do you use that one i'm on costar yeah, yeah i love costar it's cute and it, it gets into information about the planets and the quality of the signs in the houses and the best thing that it does for me is if you know your time of birth and all that kind of stuff like it gives you like your birth chart it breaks it down like extra super cute and it's super detailed and then when your friends join like it like tells you things it like gives you it writes it like a narrative this is what you and Amariah should do today like you should be nice and get apples together and do things like that I don't know but yeah I just think yeah using like apps and shit like that there's also uh you introduced me to a pattern the pattern yes i like that one too yeah i love the pattern if you are someone who's not as interested in the astrology part the pattern does have a lot of information that is just like general horoscopes too but they do use your natal chart so it's a fun one i love it yeah and you can and you can like i'll match myself with people on the pattern and see if we could be together and thank god like most people i cannot be with most people that I like, Matt, I try to... You can type anybody in there who has a pattern and find them. Yeah. And you could see, oh, could we ever date? Could I date Barack Obama ever? And I think our answer is yes. I think me and Barack Obama could work. But but that's just the most like for forthright person on there. Like that's the one that's matched with a public figure. You could compare yourself to a public figure, basically. But in a dating kind of way. You can do it in a dating way or in a friend way. And I think I right. do it in a dating way. And and just because I'm gay, whatever. And yeah, so that's it. that was interesting about the pattern. Like, I was like, oh, I can see. And then like strangers, I would go try to find strangers and I couldn't find anybody that would actually match do well oh. with me. I'm like, damn, all these people, we would have like serious issues, like huge issues with communication and issues with like life paths and stuff like that. But... Yeah, those yeah. apps really go into detail. I don't know. They do. Yeah, especially with the the matching thing that you're talking about, like platonic or like dating ways of looking at it. And I even like put my parents in there. I was like, what are some of the like patterns between us? And like, why might we have certain issues? Why do we get along in certain ways? Right. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating. So you often use what's her name or their name shani nichols yeah i was yeah i am into shani nicholas who is a queer oh, astrologer yeah i always yeah. fuck up the names you say <laughs> yes uh shani nicholas she's a queer astrologer and has been dubbed astrologer for the movement she recently put out a book which is called you were born for this astrology for radical self-acceptance and I haven't had a chance to, to buy it yet, but I'm really excited because as well as being a guide, it is a workbook. So you can go further into your natal chart and see what's going on with the planets. But I really appreciate Jenny Nicholas because she definitely adds this like anti-oppression lens to the work that she does. And this quote from, from her website about 
about like the mirror that astrology is for us really impacted me. And she says, being being witnessed is essential to our humanity, our growth, Mm. and our ability to move past the trauma that we have survived. If astrology does its job, it offers a mirror in which we see both our best selves and our growth edges. Oh, I thought of it. I'm sorry. I thought of it like our edges, like our actual edges, like our hair edges. But yeah, our growth edges. Yes. yes our growth edges. Our capacity. Yes. Our, our potential. I love that. That's cute. Yeah. So I think that's really lovely because it's you. It's putting like you into the the seat of responsibility and you have like the option to take the notes and move forward with your life if you want to yeah that's cute that's real cute it's cute she does recommend knowing your rising sign or ascendant as well as your sun sign because your rising sign is the face that you usually present to the world like what other people might perceive you as when they first get to know you and your moon sign signifies where your heart is. And according to CoStar's app, your moon sign rules your emotions and feelings. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird that I'm Leo. It's funny that I'm Leo sun, Leo moon, because I am just a ball of like energy and feelings. And it makes sense based on CoStar. Cause... But then you're ascending. You said, what's the ascendant? Is the it's face people, you present to the world? Yeah. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The face you present to the world. And I think Sagittarius is another spicy sign, so it makes sense, yeah. Yeah, when you start to see the patterns, and I only learned about this like in the last year. When did you start learning about astrology? Let's see. I feel like I was 
pretty young when I first, you know, started being interested in astrology and knowing my sign. I knew about being a Pisces and would get excited when I meet other Pisces especially since I have a lot of Pisces in my family and stuff. But I would say probably around the time, like after college, like early 20s is when I really got into it. And a lot of people use astrology when they also pull cards and stuff. So I feel like it's a good connection. Yeah, the star signs, they have like, to everybody, they have like different kinds of meanings. And because I didn't have astrology as a kid, because my family is like against a lot of stuff like this and it makes sense why because it is very confusing but being a leo sun leo moon sagittarius descending i don't know much about astrology and it pisses me off because it's like one of those pop culture things that i wish i knew like i wish i like 90s music like i wish i knew more 90s music and stuff like that just stuff i just didn't experience that i did experience but it wasn't important to me other things were important but astrology when it was explained as a yodish in the yodish vedic astrology book described as a technology is very interesting to me because of the patterns because of the way that ancient people have observed and recorded these patterns and applied them to their own lives and built entire cultures off of them it does seem like a technology and at the end of the day technology is just the tool that the human created to help it live better or whatever it is but another thing that i love about being a leo is that i have never met a motherfucking leo i did not like i swear to god literally every person that is a leo they i are they're just so cool i don't know like even barack obama was born on august 4th like of course barack obama's a leo duh but another thing is that like that thing about leo's being selfish i only know about leo so even though like astrology is like a topic for today like if i were to ever give you any sort of concrete knowledge about leo about the star signs in general I could only tell you about being a Leo because that's what's just important to me. Like all the energy that I have for astrology is just learning about what a Leo is. And now I have to learn about what a Sagittarius is because I'm a Sagittarius. People think I'm a Sagittarius apparently because that's my ascendant, but I'm really a Leo. So I have to be able to differentiate the two. This is just both. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And we're basically everything, but I never considered what a Sagittarius was. Besides the sexuality part of it, I think I hear a lot about sex and sexuality in terms of Sagittarius. So it's just, it's just interesting the way, I don't know. What do you think? Do you have any thoughts? What is your, what do your star signs mean to you? Yeah, thanks for asking me that question. I was, as I was talking about, like initially attracted to astrology because I wanted to understand more about who I am and I really love personality and like working style tests and all those things on Facebook that are like, what 90s cartoon are you? So just having that rationalization for being the way I am and helping me understand some reason, reasons for other people behaving the way they do. And we share some signs. Yeah, we have a different sun sign, but I am a Sagittarius rising and a Leo moon. Also, yeah. we share most uh, signs. Yeah. Yeah, most of the major ones. I also have five planets in Capricorn. 
So I'm finishing my Saturn return as of last week, which is the planetary dark night of the soul that we were talking about. So I made it. Good. You made it out. Congrats. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And I grew up with a lot of water signs and air signs. My mom and my granny are both Gemini's. They were born on the same day, years apart. And then my daddy and my sister's mom are both Cancers. And I have one sister who's a Virgo and two sisters that are Pisces. Yeah. Some diversity in there, but some solidarity as well. Yeah. Yeah. We're missing some fire. That's some balance with the fire, but that's okay. Yeah. But to answer your question, I relate to my sun sign Pisces in a really good way. I love it. And I feel like to me, it means that I can be in relationship with many types of people. I'm good at adapting. We're also known for being dreamy and well-connected with source energy, loving, free spirits, and some some other traits that are usually seen as less desirable or like indecisive or overindulgent or flaky or escapist. And those are things that I feel like I embody too, but it doesn't always necessarily mean it's bad. Right. I like to stay in the house and I like to, yeah, enjoy myself. And keep and stay fluid. Cause I'm like indecision, especially at work, like me being a talker, and wasting people's time has saved me so many times like on the surface it seems like oh my god like why are you doing it like this but there have been so many times where like indecision and like double checking myself and not being sure and this and that is the moment that was needed to stop me from breaking some sort of protocol or some endangering a patient i think it's very interesting the way that the world plays out even when we experience those like non-desirable emotions and do the non-desirable thing that is not like snappy and like sassy like we don't always have to be super extra and i think yeah i've definitely personally experienced the benefits of some of those negative aspects of like sons these ideas about personalities and stuff like that i don't know yeah yeah Yeah, I agree with you. So everyone who lives in my house right now is a Pisces. My, yeah. It's nice and humid. Uh And we're we're trying to order pizza. So it's a lot of options out there, but we'll get to it. We'll be eating pizza. The first thing you get to do is cut out all the meat. So at least you did that part. True, but we are in Columbus. So you get to choose alternative meats, which is nice. Oh, shut the front door. I have never in my life heard of that on pizza yeah it's good it's good they have like vegetarian sausage and meatballs and more expensive than meat everything's expensive here i don't think it's more expensive than meat though okay because that would be so rude because i feel like at the grocery store fake meat is more expensive than real meat so yeah that's true in the restaurant is it the same pattern but obviously they want you to come back, so they should probably not overcharge you. I don't know. To each their own. But that's an interesting new development. You've been teaching me. I thought I think that might be the second thing you taught me today, Amariah. Yeah. That they put vegetarian meat on pizza now. Which is they good. Sure good do. for them. 
Yeah, Ooh, is it that nasty impossible meat? I'm sorry, I know you eat the impossible meat, but is it that? It's not the impossible meat. Okay, there are some weird. other brands out there, especially for like sausage and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because I was vegetarian. I remember eating fake sausage. It wasn't too bad. Yeah, I know a lot of people who eat meat who eat it also and are into it. But try it. I've tried so many things. You yeah. said your Sagittarius rising too. I am. I'm a Sagittarius rising. And in regard to that, I do feel like that's what the, I, the, like, per, the traits of a Sagittarius are what I would come off as. And some of those traits are open and idealistic and committed to the vision of the world that I would like to see in the future, which is more, more loving, caring, and supportive of marginalized people. I'm also Leo Moon like you and I had a really hard time with Leo's and I didn't know why and then I realized that maybe it's part of myself that I felt unseen that I felt was unseen and didn't feel is it yeah (laughs) that's very interesting yeah because it's a crush on the playground it's like you see that person or that you see somebody that you like and then your first reaction is to reject it or to push it off the slides or whatever it was or the monkey bars whatever it was but that's interesting how you saw you see when you interacted with leo's your first reaction was to think there was difficulty between you but then you're like oh (laughs) maybe it's because i actually am one or whatever i don't know that's interesting yeah there can only be one (laughs) right yeah oh my gosh survival of the fittest but that's how energy is there's always a a, um tension and then there's coherence and i think you found your coherence eventually yeah i really believe that and in realizing that i had to build up my own confidence and nurture that definitely helped me especially with being more open to people who have who have like very outgoing like confident personalities you were saying that you always had a rough time with leos because you were recognizing a part of yourself because leo sons like i know i take up a lot of space and even on clubhouse when i tell people i'm a triple fire sign they're like you're a what and you're just silent all the time and what they don't know is that I'm muted because I have (laughs) I taught myself to not take up so much space because if you give me the floor I will take it so yeah I think it's I think you're right and I think it's interesting um seeing you seeing our progression as friends too from our teens to our 20s to our 30s and seeing your personality shift but also seeing it just enhance marginally enhanced over the time to what it is now marginally over time but it collectively a big shift it's very good it's very cool to see and it's cool to see it as a leo and just like i said earlier there's never a leo i don't like i don't under fucking stand it is what it is it's technology whatever yeah, for sure. I think it, it's yeah something I, I still grapple with. Like I dated a Leo for a while. I've worked with many Leos. I've lived with Leos. And of course, we're friends. But I, I do feel the moon quality about it for me is that 
I can be more of myself and like a small group of people and where I feel comfortable and like and show those other qualities and be not have the filter that I usually have and and not for the sake of just not having a filter but for the sake of being authentic and like living in truth and stuff like that because I feel like people put that on Leo's you're just like a lot and da 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 and it's no this is not a lot this is exactly what was thought out and measured perfectly like it seems like a lot to you but this is authentic truth and that is the strategy people always have a rationale and a procedure in their head in order to ensure the best outcome of their life and so you plan things and sometimes being extra is the plan or whatever like not having a filter sometimes is the actual plan because yeah. people connect with it better yeah they do better outcomes yeah mm-hmm. and i noticed that when i do exhibit those like qualities more that i'm i am rewarded for it in the ways that i want to be rewarded for it and not harmed which is like the fear part of it for me it's like oh if i'm if i am more of myself will i be harmed for it right and sometimes that might be the case but and it is the case oftentimes it is and you have to anticipate it and prepare and mitigate it and try to decrease the effects because yeah i have yeah i mean yeah imagine speaking your truth like coming out and losing your family's trust the entire your entire inheritance you know there are things that you have to negotiate so you have to plan i think remembering that is a part of life and not a part of your personality it's not as a result of your personality it's a result of living on the planet and i think that's what the ancient people were trying to tell us it's like calm down (laughs) it's just the planets it's just how it's going to fucking be so build your tent or whatever the fuck get your storehouse together like they were just telling us how to survive in this cruel world yeah we need the help interesting yeah we need all the help we can get we need all the help we can get wow that was beautiful thank you so much for sharing that was i really i love astrology i love talking about this kind of stuff do you have anything else any other tidbits for us yeah i do i wanted to share a resource there's a book called astrology for the soul called by jan spiller and this book talks about your north node of the moon and this is honestly going beyond my knowledge of astrology at the moment but it basically signifies what lessons you're supposed to learn in this lifetime, like where you've been before, if you um, believe in past lives and things like that. And mine is in Pisces. I think it changes like every couple years. It's an informative book. I encourage y'all to check it out. And just some questions to end, because as I said, this is where my knowledge of astrology drops off. But some questions that came up to me are what's the story about the 13th zodiac sign wait what yeah 13th one that some people choose to incorporate or learn about is it like thanos is it all of the 12 together is the 13th (laughs) i think uh, pisces actually is like the has like qualities of all the signs okay yeah let's see what it's about it's called oh Okay, go off, Ophicuous. And it's for people who were born between November 29th and December 17th. Why was it cut out? Look, 
that's why I asked the question because I don't know. <laughs> that is interesting. Yeah. Wow. What is? Yeah. Oh, there is a story of a son that there's another son. Of there's another. another star that's not there no more. There is stories about a star that went away. There was two suns. There's ancient stories. So like humans are like 16,000 years. Go back 16,000 years. Okay. Like I forget how old humans are, but right before humans, there's another story of humans and like prehistoric humans. And there was another star that was larger and hotter than the star we have now. And it, so our star was behind this star and this star maybe like blew up or something. I forget what happened to it. There's stories about it. Hmm. It's like an ancient thing, but there was a star that's not there. No, there's apparently a star that's not, that used to be there. That's not there no more. That's on the ancient walls of these caves and stuff. Um, going back 10, 20, 10, 12,000 years. But that's interesting. You just got my wheels turning. Sorry. You just got my wheels turning. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure there's more shit like that. Yeah, I bet. I bet. And that's kind of what led me to my next question is like, why these 12 or 13 signs? And why aren't constellations like Ursa Major or Orion zodiac signs as well? Because a lot of them have like mythological stories behind them. They move too. Yeah, they move too. Orion is usually more present in the fall in the Northern Hemisphere, fall and winter. Yeah, so I'm interested in that and also interested in learning more about some of the other or other astrological systems out there. And that's probably research that I'll do on my own as well. But if there is someone out there who's an astrology expert, we would love to interview you. Yes, please. More. Ooh, we should find somebody. We could probably definitely find somebody on Clubhouse mm-hmm. in Bella Noche. I'm, I'm looking Bella Noche. We're going to be in Bella Noche. Shout out to Bella Noche on Clubhouse. Black and Queer Bella Noche Clubhouse. We're not a club yet, but maybe one day we'll be a club. But those were good resources. I'm excited about astrology. I want to learn more, like definitely. But I was struck on Twitter today because Mike Pence named the vice president, Mike Pence, outgoing loser in chief.com, Mike Pence. But Vice President Pence said that they're going to be calling the Space Force people they're not going to be called soldiers or airmen or whatever they're going to be called guardians of the galaxy not of the galaxy but they're going to be called guardians (laughs) but like why would the fuck would you call them guardians is this a gimmick do you think this is a gimmick a marketing gimmick mri why the hell maybe not i mean it sounds cool it's so legit like we're taxpayer money is going i'm joining it you're gonna be a guardian hell yeah shout out guardians i don't know the way they explain it on Gaia is just truly traumatizing. And you have to be a soldier. Oh. Oh my God. They were telling okay, let me tell you about this cool story I heard. So on Gaia, they were talking about giants. You know how there's like stories of giants in mm-hmm. mythologic mythological, whatever. Like on Steven Universe, the gem people go to planets and embed themselves in the earth and they create these pockets this lattice structure within the earth and then they birth out of these like honeycomb like caverns this kind of structured thing so on Gaia that's what they say the earth is like the earth is like pockets of like water and like all this kind of lava and stuff like that but structurally it's honey it's like a honeycomb structure 
And so there are these pockets of spaces in the earth and the deeper you go down, there are beings inside of the earth. And there are, because the earth is huge and we live on the surface, we don't know what the fuck is going on. We say we know it's lava and pressure and there's no way to go down there and look. But apparently because there's, it's, it's honeycomb structure. It's like a lattice work structure with spaces. And it makes sense because there are caverns and there's oceans and there's oceans below the oceans and there's water below water. And there's just like our bodies our blood is separate from our saliva and like our body but it works in perfect in perfect concert together Mm -hmm. even though it's separated and it's sealed off from each other like we have to inject when you puncture your body you're puncturing your the sealing of it it's sealed up and so that's why your immune system immediately goes and try to heal that part to create that seal again because it doesn't want the chambers or whatever to interact with each other so basically as above so below damn it and so if you think of the how the body works as think of the the earth as a living being having these and we're like the organisms on the planet we're being hosted by the planet and so as you go into the earth apparently there's beings and then the deepest part of the earth that is inhabited are the biggest creatures and there are movies i just watched a movie the other day about us drilling in the future drilling oil in the ocean deep oil drilling and opening a chasm of like monsters and then they're like tearing up the oil platform the drilling platform and like killing all the people it's called underwater it's actually really good but and i'm like why did i not get scared of drowning like it was like how do you make a movie called underwater and not scare me with drowning it was just weird that part was just like bad like that was a bad writing on their part but but there are like giants down in the earth and in order to cross these expanses imagine like a space uh, as being the surface of nevada that being how big one of these honeycomb caverns are in that these big beings live in these big ass caverns and it's dark as fuck but they have the earth is crazy and they can create illumination in any there's illumination in the butt in the depths of the ocean there are animals with all kind of shit going on mm-hmm. so they can eat and they can figure it the fuck out but apparently they these beings have been here since the beginning of the earth they've been here in the they've been interacting with us for since forever yeah they're con they're sentient and conscious and advanced beings but they are advanced in other ways but they're also like big and stinky but apparently like americans like we go down there and ride them across these expanded places and these dark places i don't know it's just crazy but i just i don't know why i wanted to share i now i forget why i shared that with you but all of these things about the government and the space force reminds me of these things i thought were just fucking fiction but as 2020 moves along it's starting to be like if we're being serious about having a space force we're mar- we're ramping up the marketing we're funding it we already have the international space station so we don't need like more people to just to sit up in space and just observe the clouds we need people to go fight or do something productive in space what does that look like is something truly monumental about to happen with these planets is this something truly happening right now 
that is those are my rhetorical questions <laughs> moving along moving on and moving along 2020 like i'm just like is there something monumental is there something truly big about to happen i, I don't know i don't know well it's, your thoughts? yeah i feel like something monumental is happening and going along with what you were talking about the space force with nasa they just were able to complete quantum teleportation what the fuck like how why are we at the matrix right now what the hell we didn't get we just got we just decoded the human genome and now we can teleport tell me more please tell me more please explain sure I'm so confused yeah the article that i saw was in the tech times and they recorded and i quote that scientists and researchers from caltech nasa jet propulsion laboratory Harvard University and more have successfully transferred qubits of fibers over 22 kilometers or 13 miles via quantum teleportation. Fibers? Fibers. Like fibers, oh, like real, something concrete and real that potentially a qubit is extremely small, but it's measurable. Yeah, it's measurable and they did it purposefully. Yeah, this is as the Tech Times reported, the joint project of these top universities of the country has achieved what was thought to be fiction or seen in sci-fi movies. I lit. I am blown away. Like, I cannot do it. I can't live in this reality no more. I need to know the truth. I want to go be there and see it. Oh, I wonder if I'm smart enough to be in the Space Force. I got to wait for Joe Biden to get in there first. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to apply. I'm going to yeah. see if they'll let my dumb ass in there. At least I can staple some papers. I can go talk to beings. No. Okay. No, that's what I was thinking, though. So the, about the giants, can I go back for 45 milliseconds yeah. about the giants? So when they were saying that you ride them, you have to ride the being across the expanse because there is no way to fly or swim or nothing. You can't even walk. It's too big to walk. It's probably too rough down there it's probably like crystals or something down there but before they finished talking about like how they rode the being in my mind i immediately i immediately because you know how i go into a trance and like travel places and da 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 i didn't really go into a trance or travel nowhere but i immediately got like a clear picture of me like joking and i'm almost in a joking way but like sitting on like a large being and like meditating but like in a buddha step pose and then he's and then they continue on oh and you have to telepathically connect with the being and i'm like did i just telepathically connect with one of those giants like it was just i just had a very interesting experience when i was thinking about the giants and trying to imagine the giants giant beings and i think to a certain extent that is what may change is our ability to connect telepathically with other beings. I think, you know how people on Twitter are jokingly talking about getting powers on the 21st or whatever it is. I don't think we're going to get powers, but I think the collective consciousness of all things, I don't know. It yeah. just feels like that's going to, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. But there was a young woman that was locked up abroad. <laughs> you ever watch that show? Being locked up abroad for not telepathically thinking about anything she broke 
several simple laws aimed at protecting the public's health. And this was reported by CNN. This woman, this young white lady, just wanted to see her boyfriend so bad. She, she, She simply just could not stay inside for two weeks. So in the Cayman Islands, apparently you have to wear a tracking bracelet. Oh my goodness. When you, yeah, like when you test positive or whatever, you have to wear a tracking bracelet and she loosened the bracelet. So CNN said that the couple had both pled guilty to breaching the quarantine rules. So her and her boyfriend were, giving four, were given four month custodial sentences. And of course she goes on Amariah. She goes on Amariah. She goes on CNN um, crying and pleading with the people to uh, argue for a severe, a less severe sentence. So, Amariah, sorry, I just like really looked at your face and said your name really loud, but but I just thought, I just wanted to bring that up because I just found like just to switch gears a little bit, but just I just want people to just remember that it's a pandemic and that regardless of if you want to take the vaccine like I know it was rushed I know it's weird I know the mRNA is experimental like and not kind but when I say 100% experimental in this form of medication I'm going to take the vaccine because I don't want to die of coronavirus I believe that it's the same nerds that I cheated off of in high school that are working on the vaccine I promise it I promise it's the same people Um, I don't believe there's anything nefarious going on I just think Donald Trump is stupid and that he doesn't know how to manage anything, let alone his own soul. I just want to caution everybody because they're, and she is actually four months in prison is a slap on the wrist for the amount of death and destruction that she could cause. But ultimately this is a deterrent for future behavior. So hopefully it works. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's still a pandemic. We do need to realize that I did start doing food delivery recently to earn some extra money and seeing people out here. It's just everyone's doing the same things except with a mask. And that's, or if you're lucky, they're doing it with a mask. So just be careful out there, y'all. Right. You derive meaning from a thousand different places. One of the best sources of meaning is the sky and how the stars move through it. For centuries, they have given us answers that we never looked for. By observing patterns in the environment, we can improve our lives, not quickly, but slowly over time. Email your New Year's resolutions to host at centersun21.com. And don't forget to sign up for Monday, December 21st at 7.30 p.m. EST for the Winter Solstice Shavasana Reiki Celebration with Whitney and Amariah. Whitney will guide you into a restful Shavasana and then Amariah will offer the healing benefits of Reiki while you rest. To heighten your experience, make sure to bring blankets, eye pillows, and all your favorite props. Couch cushions and bed pillows work well too. Registration's $10 and you can visit bit.ly backslash solstice celebration 2020 to learn more. And Sunday, January 3rd, I have a What's on Your Heart group break experience at 4 p.m. I'm excited. Wait, get the comfort you have been dreaming of all your life. And I will be offering guided mindfulness and energy healing. We'll let out and lift up what arises. Donations are welcome. Wow. Okay. Great show, Amari. I'm excited. I'm going to go look up the Space Force and go find a job application. 
I hope you get in. Yes. Yeah, I, I hope I get in too. I'll I'll refer you for the Mars oh, expedition. I'm, you're on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm gonna be in the Earth. Thank you. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna connect you with the Giants, the Department of Giant <laughs> Relations. Yes, I want to hang out with them. They're cute. They're probably cute, but apparently they stink. Um, that's okay. It makes sense. It will make sense. Like living underground, a big ass yeah. giant being. It makes sense to stink a little bit. Yeah, no worries. But if you got to get across the Nevada divide, you better plug your nose. But but yeah, they're big, dirty. But that's how they defend themselves. They they have like dreadlocks almost. Like they have locks. Yeah, cool. And they will smack you with it. That's amazing. Big giant. A superpower. Dirty hair strands. It's cute. I hope you have a good day. What are you gonna do today? I'm going to eat some pizza with my fellow Piscians. Yes. I hope you come to a decision quickly and swiftly. Oh, it's ordered. It's on its way. Oh, snap. Games and hang out. I'm excited. Uh, Well, tell everybody I said hello. Enjoy. All right. Take care. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make the brave decision to venture within, you will unlock your true potential so you can push forward with confidence, conviction, and a purpose. For only $1, you can become a Center of the Sun Plus Gold member and get closer to that purpose. No matter how difficult the process may be, remember it's your resilience and commitment that will ultimately lead you to where you want to go. 